What does good practice actually look like? We're going to talk about that next. Welcome to the Musician Toolkit, Episode 10. I'm David Lane, your host, and it is great to be with you once again. Sometimes I'm very guilty about saying that an episode is going to be a short one, uh, but I really do think this time it is going to be short. I have um, a couple of pretty massive recording projects going on right now, plus I am serving as the judge for a composition competition, uh, and and those my work is due at the end of the month, so not a whole lot of time this week, so I wanted to put out something short. Um, The first thing I wanted to start with, though, is I wanted to share some feedback that I received from Episode 9. Episode 9 was, um, what's keeping you from becoming a great musician? And I used in that episode some terms to describe kind of levels. and, uh, And those levels that I used were bad, average, good, and great. And, um, And I was very grateful. I received some feedback on that from a listener. So I'm going to share that with you right now. This is an excellent podcast. I really enjoyed listening to the different ways to practice. And I do agree that focusing on the difficult parts first is so important. And all too often we go back to the easy parts because they're easy. And we start at the beginning every single time we practice. And that makes the beginning really good. And the end might not be as good. So, yes, I agree with that. Now, the only thing that I really take issue with is that when you're a beginner, you're not bad. It's, you're a beginner. And that makes me not want to start anything. I started learning how to play the ukulele, but now I don't want to because I feel like, oh, I'm bad. And I'm wondering if the words beginner, advanced, accomplished, and professional level would work better. Um, I just think they're more motivating and positive. And the reason I say professional level is because maybe you're not a professional by trade, but you're at the professional level. But all in all, I loved this podcast. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to hear what's next. And I want to just thank that listener for sending it in. Uh, as you can tell, it's anonymous. There's there's no name with that. And uh, and by the way, if you want to leave me a message, if you have any kind of feedback at all, if anything you want to add to an episode, anything, any questions, uh, you, of course you can send me a message, but I love it when I get a voice message. And you know, you can do that. Uh, the link is always in my show notes. It's speakpipe.com slash musician toolkit. So first of all, to this person, thank you for your comments. Uh, thank you for, you know, uh, the positive things about the podcast, but also for the constructive criticism, the feedback. And, uh, and yes, as I hear you say that, I, I realize that that was not a, it wasn't a good choice on my part uh, to use those terms. And uh, at some point, I know for the written materials, I'll revise it. I, I, I probably will not revise the episode that is unless I replace it someday. Um, but yeah, I do want to make, uh, I do want to clarify, you're absolutely right. You are, you are certainly not a bad musician if you are a beginner. You are just, you are just a beginner 
and I should really think that use of the term. I think part of it for me, I, I've heard the terms bad and good in a way that they're not emotionally charged for me the way that maybe they are for most people. And that's something that I should be more sensitive, more respectful of. Um, if if I think that I'm, I'm bad at something, I, I really don't have a whole lot of emotional attachment to that word. I, I just think of it, I'm not where I want to be. It's not, it's not anything that I associate with like my identity or my level. So that is something that I have, that I, I need to be more aware of. And I thank you for pointing that out. And I want to say absolutely continue the ukulele. Uh, I will abandon the use of, of the word bad to describe your level. I will just say that you are a beginner and, you know, everybody starts somewhere and, and I think, and I really, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. Again, if you as a listener have anything that you'd like to share, definitely reach out to me at speakpipe.com slash musician toolkit. So again, my new content for today is actually, it's pretty short. I just wanted to get in a, a practice tip and it's something that, uh, it's actually when I had, when I started a blog in my old location, it was one of the first things that I ever posted, and it's something that I've gone through in a lot of lessons. And it's this definition of clarify, clarifying from my perspective. What does good practice actually look like? So one of the questions that I, that I like to ask first is, how can I tell, as a, as a teacher, as a piano teacher, uh, as a music teacher, how can I tell if you've practiced? And truthfully... No teacher can tell if you've made the attempt. If you sat down and you tried to practice, and you, you, could, you could even be truthful. You could say, I practiced every day. I practiced for 30 minutes a day or 45 minutes a day. And, uh, and maybe it, uh, it doesn't sound like you've practiced. It doesn't sound like you've made progress. And we don't know if you actually did make the attempt. But a competent teacher can tell when you practiced well, and uh, practiced correctly and practiced enough. So when it's obvious that you haven't done this, when it doesn't sound like you've practiced well or practiced correctly or practiced enough, it's one of the following is usually going on. One, you, you practiced well, but you didn't practice enough. So you didn't have enough time. You didn't, uh, you didn't allocate enough time for practice. But what you're doing is good. You just need to do more of it. The second thing that might be going on is that you spent time on your music or on your technique, but you didn't practice correctly. So we either didn't learn it the right way or we have some bad habits that we need to correct. And, and of course, the third option is you didn't practice. <laughs> so that's just what we know is going on. If it doesn't seem like you practice well, we know you might have, but you didn't spend enough time or we didn't practice things the right way. Or we didn't practice. Mm. Now, let's talk about what are the symptoms of not practicing or bad practice. So the biggest and most common symptom is that you're just not showing familiarity with the piece. And by the way, this this episode is for music students, you know. So I, I assume if you're a professional, you're you're aware of this. So this is for the music music students out there that maybe are struggling a little bit. The biggest and most common symptom is that you, you're just not showing familiarity with the music. The goal of practice, to me, should, 
should be to get off of the sight reading stage. I don't mean the literal sight reading where you're playing a piece for the first time without any previous practice. I mean the stage of learning where you're having to look at every single note, decide what to play, and then play it. Knowing a piece is going to remove hesitations. Knowing a piece is going to put you into what I think is a partially memorized state where, you know, maybe you can't take the book off of the stand and play it, but you really only need the music as reminders here and there. If you're having to stop, think about what to play and then play it over and over, then you, you either haven't practiced correctly or you haven't practiced enough. So another symptom is that you play with some degree of confidence, but you're missing a lot of notes or a lot of rhythms or other details. Um, and this is a case of preparing something correctly and probably practicing enough, but you're not being careful in the early part of practice when you need to be sure that what you're playing is correct. And then the third thing is that you play well, but everything is under tempo. So you, you probably didn't practice enough. So how do I fix this? If you're on YouTube, I'm going to show you uh, an image of a graph uh, that I made, uh, a couple of graphs, and I will describe these well for, for podcast listeners. The first graph is going to show the progress of an entire piece from the first reading to mastery, and it can... It can also apply to a small section. So these elements that I'm describing or showing you, it could be for two measures, it could be for four measures, it could be for eight, it could be for an entire piece, or it could be one measure. So the graph that I'm showing you is a sim simply a straight up and down uh, y-axis. Is that is that y or x? I'm sorry, it's been I've been out of math too long. But I think it's the y. It's the up and down straight line. And, uh, and then the straight line across, which I think is the X axis. And I put a starting point on the very bottom left. So right where the two lines meet. And then, and then I put a finish point at uh, the very end of those lines. So the very top of the Y axis line. I hope I'm getting these right. And uh, at the very end of the X axis line. So what I did on this very first image was I took a ruler and and I know I took a ruler because that is a pretty straight line and, and my lines are very bad. So anyways, it is a straight line from start to finish. So what this image is representing is that the straight across line, the X line, is the practice time, the amount of time that you spent working on something. And the up and down line the y-axis is the amount of progress you're making. So we're trying to look at if we spend a certain amount of practice time and we begin not knowing the piece at all, what does it look like when we get to the point to where we know this? It may not be absolutely perfect, but you're, you're at a point of familiarity. You're at a point to where you could fine-tune things. But you can say practice has done its job for this section, for this piece, and I know it. So again, this first image is a straight line. You practice, you make steady progress all the way to the end. So there's only one problem with it. That straight line from start to finish representing steady, continuous progress is completely wrong. If you go into your practice with the expectation of smooth and steady progress, you're only going to achieve that 
if the new music is way too easy for you. In, in other words, smooth and steady progress is actually an indication that you're playing the wrong music. At least you're playing the wrong music if you want to challenge yourself and grow. So if you're practicing music, it's not too hard, uh, but is definitely hard enough to push you a little bit. The next image I'm going to show you is the way correct practice actually looks. So same graph again. We've got the straight across line that means practice time, the time that you're spent practicing. And we've got the up and down line, up and down axis, which is for progress. But on the graph, what you're going to see is a straight line, or it looks like a straight line, but if you were to follow it through, you would see that where the where the finish dot is, you know, where you can say that I've practiced enough. It is not there. <laughs> I mean, it's not on the, it's not even close to being on the way. You're making progress, but it's so slow and it's kind of a bit of, it's kind of tedious. So, so nearly halfway through the time that you expect that you need to practice, you're barely making progress. It looks hopeless. It, it really looks it really feels kind of tedious. And why is that? It's because you are going very slow. <laughs> you are being careful. Making sure that every note and rhythm is learned correctly. Making sure that at some point you can maintain a slow and steady beat. Making sure that, that you're adding the correct, if you play piano, the pedaling. Or, or whatever instrument you're playing, the correct dynamics, articulation, whatever other details it asks for. It's very slow, but it's correct. And you're thinking very hard about it. Now, at some point, it finally starts to feel pretty good. It starts to slowly but surely feel easy. And I call this the click. So again, on this image, um, you'll see that halfway through the amount of time that you've allotted for practice or that you need to practice a certain section, you get to that, I call it the click. You, you could probably call it the epiphany. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. You could probably call it different things. But it's where you reach this point in the music where it's no longer tedious. You're getting it. You it There's a sense of familiarity. So I'll call it the click for now. So what happens after that? You take off. Look at the rest of the graph. The, what happens is, is it's a slow, tedious line to the middle, but then it just starts to take off like a rocket to go to that progress line. It doesn't look like you're on your way, but then that second half of your practice time, momentum builds, and now, now you take off. Practice gets fun. What you're now doing is taking the newly learned music and allowing it to feel easy, and if necessary, it gets better. So, to practice well, you need to remember these three tips. The first is don't mistake what I call the click for being the finish line. So, feeling comfortable with something is a beginning. It's not the end. You, you write it through to the end when you really, truly, thoroughly know it. That's when music gets fun. Um, so I know that this has happened in a lesson when a student can only play their pieces with careful thought in a very slow tempo. So they're really thinking about it. They're playing it very slowly. It's all correct. But what's happened is if they think that they've practiced enough, it's because they got to the click. They got to the halfway point and they didn't realize that what was waiting past that is actually the fun, the easy part of practice 
where you now just you you explore it you you get some repetition in you try some different things and you allow it to speed up you allow it to get easier and easier the second thing you want to remember is don't rush to the second half beyond the click if going slow is difficult going faster makes it worse always so don't dive ahead into repeating the music over and over without first uh, making sure at a very slow tempo that it is completely correct. It's it's hard to unlearn mistakes. This is why you want to be really careful. So as a teacher, I know that this happens if a piece is confidently played and maybe even at a high tempo, but there are a lot of mistakes. There are a lot of things we've got to correct. So in this case, you didn't mistake the click for the end, but you, you didn't do the work enough in the first half of practice where it's slow and tedious and being very careful and um the third thing that i would say and i'll say this a lot over the course of a podcast but as a rule use that that visual element that i showed you or that i described for the way practice actually looks and stick with two to four measures at most at a time and my rule is if it takes five to ten minutes on on a correct level for you to go through that whole graph so if your note reading is on par with your playing level and uh you you can go from to to quote a a book series i think that alfred's put out you can go from mystery to mastery in about five to ten minutes with two to four measures and uh and really that's what you want if you sit down for 10 minutes to work on a passage you want to feel like you've made legitimate progress but you need to remember that those first five minutes if that's the case is not going to feel like it's heading there but stay the course be careful be meticulous be exact try to get everything as correct as you can and keep playing and consistency play it the same way and then once it starts to feel comfortable don't stop but write it through to where it starts to feel easy that's when you know that you've made the progress so don't skip that tedious step don't and and rush to it but also don't stop when you get to that halfway point let's remember what correct practice looks like and what it doesn't so to summarize if you're not playing music that's too easy and you're not playing something that's overwhelmingly hard but it is challenging your music for the first half of the time that you needed approximately is going to be very slow It'll be steady, but your your line is barely making it's barely making a dent. <laughs> it just feels like it's going to take you forever to get there, but it won't. You just need to reach the point, and I think what's happening is this is when your subconscious starts to take hold of the baton in this relay. Your your conscious mind is really hard at work at noticing what your you know what your hands are doing your fingers are doing your embouchure if you play a brass instrument it's really trying to pay attention to what is it you're asking me to do uh to play this piece of music or to play this measure or to play these four measures and then when you reach that point we call that the click that's when the subconscious i believe is taking again taking over gradually and when the subconscious takes over it feels easier. It feels like a weight has been lifted. And now I'm going to play a little faster, a little faster, a little faster. 
and so forth. So if it takes you five minutes to get to that point, then you want to give another five minutes of practice to, to allow the subconscious to gain more and more confidence. Just make sure that you've done really careful practice up to that point. And now you've earned the right to have fun with it. So go have fun with it. And you don't have to stop after five minutes. But, but just to get to that point to where you've reached a point of conclusion, that is what good practice looks like. So next episode, I'm looking forward. I'm going to have a guest. We're going to be talking about what, what I think is one of the most important skills. So just a little bit of a teaser there. And uh, that'll be out on next Monday. And also just a reminder, if you own a studio uh, as a business owner, please look into trying out Fonz. It is an app that will help you. And you can find out all about it with a free trial using the link in my show notes. And again, thank you so much. Please, uh, you can follow you, you can follow me at my website, which is davidlanemusic.com slash toolkit, where you can also leave me a message there. But if you want to leave me a voice message, like a uh, listener that we shared at the beginning, speakpipe.com slash music toolkit, you can find me or the or information about the podcast or the, the posts that I share. Uh, on Instagram or TikTok at David Lane Music, on Facebook at David M Lane Music, and uh, if you haven't, if you're not already watching this on YouTube and would like to check out my channel there, it's uh, my channel name is at David Lane Music One. If you haven't already, we would love it if you would offer a five star rating and review if you did indeed enjoy this or previous episodes uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and if you got any value out of this episode. It would mean so much if you would share it with at least one other person. So until next week, thank you so much for listening.